content in this podcast is not legal, financial, or investment advice. We got excited. We got the rest of the senior leadership team at Playboy excited um, and thought really hard about how to enter the space. Like what would be authentic for Playboy? What would be respectful to the existing community and the existing world that people were building? And we landed on entering through um, the, the fine art lens. So Playboy has a really strong background in in contemporary art in, in various capacities. We've featured everyone from, you know, Keith Haring to Andy Warhol to Salvador Dali uh, to Picasso in the magazine, and then huge history in cartoons, um, huge physical art collection, um, have always kind of prided ourselves on being a brand that champions artists, in, you know, visual artists as well as musical artists on the stages of the Playboy Club. Um, you know, beautiful photography in the magazine that celebrates sexual expression. So thinking about how do we how do we combine those themes from our DNA, right? Anti-censorship, freedom of speech, creative expression, arts legacy. So we sort of marinated on all those different elements and came up with this concept for an NFT art collection with an artist named Slime Sunday, who's one of the, the coolest digital artists in the space. If you haven't heard of him, you should definitely check him out. All right. That was another. Super cool episode. I feel like I learn so much every time we have these guests on and Liz is no exception. I mean, I've known her now for close to a year since we were on the panel and proud owner of our Ravatar. It's fun to be involved with the brand. What'd you think? Yeah, Liz is incredible. Um, I loved how she shared so many great tips and insights on what it means to get into this space, especially at the helm of such an iconic and global brand. So it seems so relatable to where I think a lot of people might be today, just trying to consider the space and how to extend brand equity into these new, new spaces and really kind of take that leap. So she's such a testament to how that could be successful. Um, and a lot of other just like, yeah, great insights. She was, she was such an incredible guest. And I love that her dog Ferris made a few appearances so first dog on the I know yeah yeah but many many great insights in this especially for those considering how to how to enter the space so yeah thanks Liz for for sharing so many great insights yeah she brings I mean she's she's really seen it all as much as you can say that in a nascent space uh so yeah I think brands are going to really learn uh quite a bit so uh let's let's get going yeah. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Metaverse Matters by Pebble Ventures. Um, here, as always, with my partner, Lauren Fenema. And we are very excited to have Liz Suman here. She is the Vice President of Art, Editorial, and Web3 at Playboy. Liz and I got to know each other because we spoke on a panel at the Retail Innovation Conference about eight months ago. And I'm a proud owner of a Ravatar, which we'll talk about today. <laughs> so Liz, thanks so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. Thank you. Um, well, cool. Maybe we'll just jump right in and you can tell our audience a little bit about your background and kind of how you got involved in Web3 and your role at Playboy. And, and one of the things I'm just going to open with is I think you're one of the few people in this space who really, I would say, experienced it all, um, even though we're a probably new industry. I mean, you 
you got involved very early, you had a very successful launch, and then you've been navigating through the ups and downs. And so um, really looking forward to talking about it today. I did want to kind of get that out at the start that we're, you've got a lot of experience in a very short period of time, which you're, uh, we're excited to talk about today. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a wild ride so far. Um, and the journey to get here. So a little bit about my background. Um, I've had a pretty interesting and unexpected journey at Playboy. Um, I have a background in journalism and publishing and art curation. And um, I joined the company around five years ago on the pretty traditional editorial side. Um, and that might sound like a long tenure at a company by today's standards, but to be honest, the company and my role within it have evolved so much that, you know, sometimes it feels like I've had multiple jobs at different companies. Um, so there's always, you know, something that's kept me inspired and it, it's been, that's been a kind of an exciting part of being at Playboy. So I started on the editorial side, um, working for the magazine. Um, I held a series of various roles, including arts editor, senior editor, and eventually um, the co-executive editor of the magazine. And then around the time that COVID started, um, we stopped publishing the print publication. And, you know, what was in many ways, you know, a sad moment for me, and I think for the company, you know, it, you know, as a, me a legacy media company, um, had this kind of unexpected plot twist where that was around the same time that the web three NFT narrative was having a resurgence in the mainstream media, right? It's around the time of the $69 million people sale. And when interest was peaked again, it certainly wasn't the beginning of, of NFTs, but, um, was, was being brought up again in new ways and conversations. And, um, my chief brand officer and I, uh, Rachel Weber, we, we were really in the trenches kind of from the beginning and really the only ones at the company who were just even in our own personal time, just fascinated by what was happening. Um, you know, we had members of the team like dabbling in DeFi and um, buying, collecting NFTs ourselves and just getting kind of personally invested in it. And uh, she and I just saw this opportunity. We didn't know what it looked like yet, but we saw mm -hmm. this really cool opportunity, you know, as a brand that has, you know, this is our 70th year, we have a massive archive. Um, we, we started as storytellers, right? It's a company that's built on the backbone of a magazine, even though the company and the brand has evolved so much since then. Um, and so there was just this question floating out there between us that was, you know, how do we as a, a legacy media company known by this, the tagline of entertainment for men sure. that has transformed into a brand that celebrates pleasure for all? Yeah. Um, how do we combine the best elements of our past and our future to, to explore this new format, leverage our archives, use everything that is amazing about this brand to, um, to utilize this new technology and tell stories in new ways? So as the editor, the former editor of the magazine, that for me was particularly interesting is like in the absence of a print publication, how do we, how do we continue to drive culture? How do we use what we have as part of this brand to reach new audiences? And so what we did was we, um, we met with everyone we could. We just, we did this sort of self-designed 
curriculum in Web3 and NFTs really took the time to understand the ethos of the NFT art community, um, met with potential partners, um, just like exploratory call one after the other. And it was just this really exciting time in the space where everyone, and Mike, I think you're, you're a continuing example of this as someone who's just excited to talk to people and learn and hear what other people are doing and just keep up those relationships. And the energy of that was like very strong at that time. So we got excited. We got the rest of the senior leadership team at Playboy excited um, and thought really hard about how to enter the space, like what would be authentic for Playboy, what would be respectful to the existing community and the existing world that people were building. And we landed on entering through um, the, the fine art lens. So Playboy has a really strong background in, in contemporary art in, in various capacities. We've featured everyone from you know, Keith Herring to Andy Warhol, to Salvador Dali, uh, to Picasso in the magazine, and then huge history in cartoons, um, huge physical art collection, um, have always kind of prided ourselves on being a brand that champions artists, in, you know, visual artists, as well as musical artists on the stages of the Playboy Club, um, you know, beautiful photography in the magazine that celebrates sexual expression. So, thinking about how do we how do we combine those themes from our DNA, right? Anti-censorship, freedom of speech, creative expression, arts legacy. So we sort of marinated on all those different elements and came up with this concept for an NFT art collection with an artist named Slime Sunday, who's one of the, the coolest digital artists in the space. If you haven't heard of him, you should definitely check him out. Um, he does these amazing um, original digital collage is. And so, and we had actually featured him in the magazine in the past. So there was this sort of organic symmetry there yeah. that felt authentic. Um, so we came up with a collection of, of NFTs called Liquid Summer. Um, that was in the spring of 2021, I think. Um, so I curated a collection of archival imagery from the magazine. He took that and made his own creations. Um, and we dropped it on Nifty Gateway um, in, I think, spring of 2021. And it was a hit. It just, it sold out within 24 hours. Um, is It was successful from a revenue perspective. Um, it was well-received culturally. You know, we, we took the time to do a lot of storytelling behind it and, and be really respectful of not just dropping our IP on the internet without any kind of thought behind it mm -hmm. and it sort of exploded from there that was the first big moment and mm -hmm. that led to a series of other nft art collections um more on nifty a few on super rare and that whole summer spent really kind of um building up our receipts in the art on the art front and then that organically led to our first pfp project which was almost exactly a year ago it's called the playboy Ravatars. Um, I assume everyone listening to this podcast is familiar with what a PFP project is, but for those who might not know, it's a, you know, a collection of digital collectibles, um, in our case, inspired by Playboy's IP. Um, so they're 11,953 rabbit characters, um, which we dropped over a three-day sale, um, did extremely well, and has kind of led to ongoing community building with that collection, as well as um, this year, really focusing on um, 
building in the metaverse in, in different ways, which I think we'll probably get into a little bit more in the later in the conversation. Uh, Lauren, go ahead. I know you're chopping at the Yeah, I, I mean, that was such a great overview of how such an iconic global brand approached the space. So thank you for sharing, because I think that's part of demystifying what's exciting about the space, even though maybe the like um, times have changed a little bit over the last two years. But still, that thoughtfulness and the storytelling is really like resonates with me. And I think is such an important part of bringing a brand into a new space in general. So that's really encouraging. I'm so curious to revisit um, how fans have received, especially the Rabatar um, project. And maybe that's probably evolved over the last year as well. And I know in some of our like prior conversations, you've touched on that before, but how have fans, yeah, received the project? Like what, when you launched them, could they do anything with them? Or was it just the cachet of uh, participating in this exciting new uh, moment in the in the brand's legacy, can you yeah share a little bit more about that journey over the last you know twelve months or so? Yeah, so um, that's a great question. So I think um, I think one of the things that was an immediate benefit and kind of differentiator both for us in and of our in and of Playboy, and then also possibly compared to some other brands. Um, is a program that we call a program that's called um derivatives so you know how board apes have derivatives a lot of a lot of projects have derivatives right where you're opening up the ip giving commercial access to the holders um to do what they will with it whether it's you know creating original art using that ip or mm -hmm. apparel physical goods whatever it might be um so the, because we're a big brand and and you have all these you know understandable limitations when it comes to doing something like that. We spent a ton of time and had people on the team who were really passionate about making that part of the project and being respectful of the community in that way, you know, and again, being a big brand and, and having the support internally to, to do that, even though it took some extra work to do it in a way that we could do it was really cool. Yeah. Um, and I think something that I almost always forget about because it's like, it's, it was such a big moment at the time and it's an ongoing thing. You know, anybody who owns a Rabatar can take the IP from the Rabatar and do what they want with it. Um, I think the only real exception is um, if your Rabatar is wearing apparel that has a Playboy logo on it, you can't use that. But what we've done is provided 3D art files with all of that removed. So you have access this like prepackaged set of assets that if you own a Rabatar, you can you can use and we've removed the things that we're not allowed to, to that's very cool yeah kind so of helping great. helping the fan actually utilize that is so important so that's that's super cool right and a huge step I mean I can't imagine some of the conversations that had to happen to even allow access to the IP like you mentioned yeah. um and what a differentiator to your point especially at the level that playboy brand is at um so super super cool for the for the folks that actually got in on the project and now that they're you know the holders of these nfts have has there been like a big community play or like special events or like kind of how how has that roadmap unfolded um and are you thinking about layering in like other collaborations i mean there's so many things i want to ask about but maybe we start there of the community aspect of uh, that you've seen come out of this project yeah if any. Um, from the beginning we've had a subset of diehard 
gravatar fans. I mean, um, just to give a few examples, there's one sort of sub-community called the Rabbitat, mm-hmm. um, where members of the community have banded together and um they they have their own Discord, they have um regular Twitter spaces where they talk about the project. Um, they hosted a monarch masquerade Halloween ball over Halloween to celebrate the Rabbitars, to celebrate Halloween and the Rabbitars one year anniversary. Um, and it was like a series of Zoom events and um, digital experiences and parties and a photography contest. And so, I mean, their their level of programming um, is is impressive. I'm envious sometimes where I'm like, I would, wow, good job, guys. Do you want to work here? Like, <laughs> um, but the, the passion that people like that have is really inspiring. So that's one example. Um, and then I would say, we've seen a lot of sort of community building come out through, through derivatives. So people who have, I mean, I'm trying to think of some of the funny names. There's like Fabitars. There's, there's um, one of our, one of our really strong community members, Satoshi has created this whole line of apparel and artwork called Fabitars, um, all using Rabatar IP. I think it's everywhere from like everything from like underwear to coffee mugs to, um, so that's another example. And then through the work we've been doing with Sandbox, we recently had a land sale and um, the Rabbitat and other Rabbitars have been, I think sometimes, you know, working with other members of the Sandbox community, which has been cool, but really, you know, on many levels, just snapping up land around Playboy's land to create their own universe and community around what we're doing across official channels so that's that's so cool that's the sort of overview of what what's been going with the community aspect of it and do you all get um royalties from the like ip that or the way that the community uses the ip do you get a little slice of that or none at all i can't remember none Mm -mm. very cool so they can run wild yep that's really great yeah oh yeah (laughs) uh mike what do you have no, um, I, I was super curious because you have, I think you said you had about 75,000. Did I have that number right? People in the Discord? Um, I don't remember. It's a pretty large number. Um, yeah, it is. I think we're at around 56,000. 56,000. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, I have to imagine that that's one of the more if not the most popular brand discords um, around, like what I would call a true web two brand that's now into the web three space. And I think it would be helpful for some of the brand leaders on this uh, who are listening to this to understand like, what does it take to have a successful discord? Um, You know, kind of what are some of the operational pros and cons to having a successful discord and, and and doing it, I'm I'm sure you've learned quite a bit about that over the course of the last year. Yeah, it's one of the it's one of the things that we dove into in a big way around the time of the Ravatars launch. Um, mm-hmm. And I would say, in terms of learnings from based on our experience, um, I think being prepared to um, put a lot of resourcing towards it. Or if you're not going to do that, to be really clear about the purpose of the Discord from the outset to the mm-hmm. community. So, for example, you know, 
XYZ brand. This is an you know, this is an official, an official channel hosted by us. However, this is this is what it looks like. This is what these channels are going to be used for. This is what our level of participation is going to be and not going to be. Um, and just being really uh, transparent about setting expectations so that, um, you know, we've, we've, because we were so early and because we started our discord so early and because it grew so fast, it, I mean, it was a risk that I'm proud of because it was a risk, right? As a big brand, sure. it's like we're diving into this new thing and taking the chance, not knowing how it's going to go. Right. And there've been tons of ups and downs. And it, one thing I think I would do differently is, is, um, is actually, you know, I don't know what I would do differently. I think I would just be prepared for mistakes to be made and to put support towards it, right? Like, don't think of it as something that you can just open up and then leave. Um, and both from a community perspective and a security perspective, you know, there's, I think, being really, really transparent and really informative about, um, about scams. And, you know, there are a ton of, there are a ton of, um, of security risks when it comes to people sharing links and um, like the, the level to which people can create fake versions of official projects is mm -hmm. so sophisticated and right. fools incredibly intelligent, intelligent people. So I think taking the time to check all the boxes you need to and educate yourself on, on how to communicate best practices to your community on that security front is, is super, super important. That's great. That's, I think, going to be really helpful for people because there is this, or has been, maybe it's dying down a little bit, this sort of natural thing, like if we're going to do something Web3 or NFT-based, we have to go Discord. And um, and I'm also curious, other channels that were social channels that were really popular, probably still are very popular for you, Does the do these projects kind of seep over into those as well? I mean, if you have Facebook or Instagram or Telegram or something, or do you try to maintain it within the Discord? Um, we, a combination of both. We, okay. we communicate official announcements um, on Discord, on official announcements channels within Discord. We have a section of our Discord that's for avatars, and then another section that's just for anyone who wants to join the Playboy Web3 um, Discord, the Playboy right. Discord. And the avatar section often gives access to benefits that are exclusive to and information that's exclusive to avatars. So that's the dif differentiator there. Whereas we have a, a Playboy NFTs Twitter and a Playboy NFTs Instagram. Twitter's the more active of the two in terms of Web2 channels. Um, that's where we, we repost, we share official announcements. Sometimes they lead to the discord. We repost derivatives. We sort of engage with the creative work the community is doing, um, occasional Twitter spaces, things like that. And then when we have, um, a really like significant or, or main announcement associated with any given initiative or drop, we you'll see crossover on um on the hero playboy twitter account okay. right so mm -hmm. for example when we when we launched our first original avatar collection with sandbox you would see that on our our, our crypto channels and on our hero channels so it sort of depends it's not one size fits all by any means and i would also say that i i think 
take if you're a brand who's who's kind of considering strategies on this front, I would say start, you know, start small and think about what how you want to do it as well. I don't think you have to have a Discord. I think you can, but I don't mm -hmm. think you have to. I think you have to have an, a line of communication to your community for sure. But that doesn't mean that it's one size fits all for any given brand or individual or project. So I think yeah, I think that's great good. advice. We definitely feel that. I mean, depending on who your audience is, Discord may not be a good place. Like you may not need to pick a or create a whole new channel to start the communications. The key is to have good communications, clear communications and finding the right way to do it. So well, I know we want to jump a little bit into some future things that are yeah. going on with whatever you can share. Um, maybe tell us a little bit about how you're thinking of the roadmap or things we might be seeing down the line here in 2023. Yeah, sure. Um, so from the, from the beginning of the Rabbitars project, um, we've, and I know we've, the three of us have talked a little bit about this recently on calls. Um, the yeah. North star of the Rabbitars has on some level always been some version of a, a meta mansion, a, man, a Playboy mansion in the metaverse. Um, when the project first, when we first started ideating on what the Rabbitars would be, it just kept coming up organically in conversations. You know, in my head, I'm thinking, you know, how do we, how do we reimagine the different departments of the magazine as different rooms in the meta mansion? How do we bring in like the historical and cultural figures from the past? How do we bring in, you know, digital versions of our art collection on the walls? You know, the, the, the wealth of content and, and storytelling is kind of endless. And so the idea of having a a mansion in the metaverse that celebrates the coolest parts of the Playboy Mansion's legacy and the and the parts that make sense to celebrate was always something that um, that we've been interested in. And it was such early days that you know we and we want to get it right. And so we took our time, sort of meeting with everyone we could, experimenting in different on different metaverse platforms and different gaming platforms and. And ultimately ended up um, forging a partnership with Sandbox, which has been incredible. You know, they're one of the leading metaverse gaming companies in the world um, and um, have a ton of incredible partnerships with everyone from Snoop to Paris Hilton to Tony Hawk to, to us. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and so the work we've been doing that's future focused has really largely revolved around building that meta mansion behind the scenes. So um, we're really in that planning phase right now where I'm working with, I'm working with um, the great team at the Sandbox to develop the narratives, figure out um, what it actually is going to be. Mm -hmm. uh, and from there, I think we'll get more into programming and experiences and quests and play to earn and thing like that things like that right now it's sort of in the we're, we're architecting the actual main experience um and the plan is for um at least a, a first iteration of the meta mansion to to go live in 2023 if all if all goes according to plan so in the meantime we're we've been doing some kind of um surprise and delight moments with the yeah. sandbox 
to try to um, you know keep engagement and and build the community both within the avatars and then the avatars you know in conjunction with inbox. <laughs> so in the meantime, we have uh, a couple examples. Are we actually had a pretty big year of firsts last year with Sandbox? So we that have mm-hmm. that are kind of spilling over into this year. So um, we to celebrate the Rabbitars' first birthday, the one year anniversary of the public mint, we um, we gave we offered free Sandbox avatars to all Rabbitar holders. So. Mike and anyone anyone who owns a Rabatar can sign into the sandbox, connect their wallet, and they automatically have like a voxelized version of their Rabatar that they can play mm-hmm. in the sandbox. Yeah. Um, so that was the main first thing. Then um, we released um, our first original Avatar collection with the sandbox um, a few months ago towards the end of last year that was inspired. It's called the Playboy Party People Um and it is a collection of characters inspired by um, the kinds of guests you might imagine finding at a Playboy Mansion party. Um, then we had a 69th birthday party experience, which is which was awesome. Um, their mm-hmm. narrative team and, and developers are, are brilliant. And it was super fun working with them to sort of... Um, brainstorm and come up with cool quests inspired by playboy heritage you have like our mr playboy characters as a bartender you have um you know ian fleming who created james bond sitting with like a famous model who was in one of the the bond pictorials we did having a cocktail right Mm -hmm. um so that had a play to earn element so um you complete a certain number of quests. It was open for 6.9 days. Uh, <laughs> there, there were a certain number of quests. And if you completed all the quests, you were automatically entered into a reward pool um, to earn sand. And if you were ra- owned a Ravatar or a Playboy party person avatar, you um, were also entered into a pool for an additional allotment of sand. So that's one example of how, you know, we want the Meta Mansion and the sandbox experiences we do together to be inclusive of everyone while at the same time, always kind of keeping the avatars and our OG communities um, at at the center in terms of VIP experiences and, and exclusive benefits. It's so smart. And I just love, again, like all the weaving in of storytelling and access to archives or the intentional ways that you brought back to such iconic characters from the brand. And with that in mind, you know, as we're thinking about continuing to grow this program, how do you think about collaborations and partnerships? Do you, do you often like bring in other brands or other figures or kind of how does that come to play out, if at all? I mean, there's plenty to work with at Playboy, so you don't need to, but I was just curious. Yeah, I mean, we, I'm always excited about, um, big or small partnerships with people who who make sense and have you know have um similar values and vibes as playboy um art is a really sort of organic point of entry you know in the same way that that was the lens that we entered the space in i think that will continue hopefully to be um an ongoing source of collaboration so for example we've done um we've done 
post-Ravatar art collaborations with artists like Wisby. We did another one with Slime Sunday. We, um, where we'll, you know, the way the Ravatars will fit in is they'll be on the allow list for mm -hmm. this collaboration. So even if they aren't explicitly a Ravatar project, the Ravatars are considered and factored into whatever the rollout of that collaboration might be. Mm -hmm. um, and then I really hope that there is a, you know, there's a, a future for sort of in-game collaboration with I was curious about that. Yeah. yeah. So you mentioned so many cool people that are like in that universe with you, like. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Like it's an honor, like the, the, like if you go to the sandbox map, it's nuts. I mean, it's like mm -hmm. they just, they have, haven't even been doing partnerships on this level that long and the lineup is incredible. And so one very small example is that at the 69th birthday party experience, we had um, a DJ called DJ Blondish um, who performed at the, at the party. Love. She, yep. she, um, Love Blondish. You know, oh, awesome. Mm -hmm. Not everyone knows that's so cool. You know who she is. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, she had her own special stage and, um, mm. and her own special bunny costume avatar. And, um, and she's a sandbox partner and had recently released an NFT collection that we promoted at the event. And so that's like a small example, but I hope to, I definitely hope to explore more things like that, both in and out of the game. Cool. We, uh, Very cool. we're kind of coming to the end, but tell us a little bit about your trip to Paris and speaking of NFT Paris and can maybe give us a little preview of what's going on there. Right. Yeah. Cause uh, you mentioned <laughs> that this podcast will come out, I think right around the time that, yeah. mm -hmm. be, that, that that will be happening. Yeah. So the NFT Paris team is amazing. They're um, you know, ever since NFT NYC, I think of NFT NYC, you know, as like the, the grandfather or mother of all NFT conferences. And yeah. since then, as anyone who's paid attention to the conference circuit, you know, it's, there's an NFT conference everywhere now. Right. Um, and I think NFT Paris is an example of um, one of the conferences that's like, that's like really doing it right. I mean, they've showed me the, the renderings and like the, the vision for the conference and like the visuals it's at the base of the Eiffel tower. It's gorgeous. It's not a typical conference. I mean, it's a true like art directed experience um, with really cool tech activations and big players in the web three space. So yeah, honored was honored to be invited to to join their lineup of speakers, and um, that'll be at the end of February, I think, right around the time that this that this is coming out. What's your topic? It is being it's literally before this podcast. We're emailing with the conference organizers about the details, and don't have anything confirmed that I can share yet. But it's safe to assume that it'll be um, involving Playboy as a brand. Um, kind of, exp I won't say too much, just tune into the conference. <laughs> tune into the conference and for anyone who's listening, Love that. <laughs> look at our social channels. We'll probably have it published by then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm excited. I want to go. I want to see. Yeah. I was going to say, I was yeah. going to say, Penny's on a plane already. She was, like, I know. I'm like, get me there. She was probably you on. Go. You can stay in my hotel room. Oh, <laughs> get you a on that. Yeah, I know. It's like, it's such a cool way to get in front of the community and share ideas and really awesome to hear that they're that you're impressed with how they're putting it together because I think that's the other thing we always look for is where where are people excited to mix and mingle and continue to build this space together and what's the community behind the scenes and so yeah really excited to hear more 
Am I asked, am I allowed to finish by asking yes. guys the same question? What um what I know you have some conference engagements coming up and some sort of some speaking mm -hmm. stuff going on. Can you can you please tell the audience about what Ooh. <laughs> take it away, Mike? No, it's okay. No, last year was great. We got a chance to speak at a lot of different conferences, NFT London. Uh, we did something with DressX, which was really cool, Metaverse Summit. And yeah, so we'll be speaking at NFT NYC um, coming up in April. And we're also probably putting together a little function for folks to join and talk about different things. Are you going to be at that one? I know you've got a busy schedule as well. It's TBD. I think yeah. so. I'm not hundred percent sure, but I think yeah. so. Okay, cool. Yeah. So no, definitely um, starting there. And then there's kind of a few others that we're working through, but um, the conferences are great. So much happens off scene you know, just the right. dinners and the breakfast and the lunches where you're able to kind of sit down and really talk through things. And and I found last year to be the best because, especially London, because there were so many people I was dealing with over Zoom that we were all able to go have dinner together and hang out and have a beer. So um, that was fun. But mm -hmm. thank uh Maybe actually, you know, maybe we'll just end with one thing. I mean, again, you've been <laughs> in this, you're doing amazing, innovative things. You kind of read of it brands now that are just starting which is fine and there's probably that's probably 98 percent of the brand community um what tips things to avoid lessons learned observations what can you share with them as they're starting their journey um i would say that it sounds simple but i think the most valuable piece of advice that has helped me and my team is enter thoughtfully. Mm. Um, don't perceive, don't, don't think of it as, um, unless this is your goal, right? It depends on your goal. There's no one size fits all goal, but for us, it was important for me to have it be the opposite of a stunt, the opposite of a cash grab, the, especially being a brand, especially being a big brand, especially being Playboy. Um, there's, there's so many preconceived notions of what we are and who we are as a brand. And, um, I think taking the time, whether you're an individual or a small business or, um, or a global brand, um, to, to take the time to map out your goals before you dive in. I think yeah. that that's the, the most sort of enduring piece of advice that's helped me. Yeah, that that's great advice. I actually hadn't thought about until you just mentioned this, but this idea of there's so many perceptions of what you are versus mm -hmm. kind of how you're showing up now in this other world and who might be engaging with the brand who might not have otherwise, right? Given some of the the legacy pieces. And that seems like a a great opportunity for you and for a lot of brands to think about is there's who you are in this real world that you've been and maybe you're brand that's been around for five years or 50 years and what are all the new ways that the people we can engage with who aren't really necessarily even our core customer um and right. so you talk like the idea of the mansion sounds like it's going to be super fun um in a lot of different ways for people to engage with so lauren i don't know if you had anything before we signed off here no per usual i could talk about this stuff for hours so <laughs> thank you for sharing <laughs> Yes. sharing some so many great insights and i know the audience will be you know 
really excited to hear all of your advice and kind of the journey you've been on and obviously looking forward to all to come here in 2023. So thanks again. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an honor. Awesome. Great to see you soon. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Metaverse Matters by Pebble Ventures. If you enjoyed the content, please do subscribe and rate the show. You could also connect with us on LinkedIn at pebbleventures.com or directly at mike at pebbleventures.com. If you're a brand exploring the space or you're already testing and are looking to develop next level strategies, please do reach out. We'd welcome an introductory conversation to learn more about your goals, where you are in the process, and share our thoughts about your business. Have a great day.